wrestling fans, it is I, the Big Grizz, Eric Phillips, one half of your host with the most that are Irish with you from Pillar to Post, the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. You're here in the Grizz's cave, and you're here to hear my thoughts. If you're like me, you can agree with me on one of two things. Either one... Coffee is the only thing that's keeping you awake right now. Or number two, we can agree that we have quite possibly bared witness to the greatest weekend in professional wrestling, period. Getting my morning flowers in. You guys feel free to partake if you have. But, wow. I mean, you, as a wrestling fan, you can't, you could not have gone through this entire weekend of wrestling and and say that you hated everything. There had to have been something that you liked, from <laughs> CM Punk returning to Brock Lesnar coming back to the five star classic that Volker and Dragunov put on. There was something. As a wrestling fan that you had to love. This was a great weekend for wrestling. I am so excited and nervous about where things are going to go. And I'll tell you guys why. I am excited for wrestling because of what AEW is putting on right now. AEW is clicking on all cylinders when it comes to wrestling. They're not hitting the mark every time, I will admit. But, I mean, from the matches they're putting together, you know, how they're booking, the long-term storytelling, and now you've got CM Punk, the hottest free agent wrestler after seven years. I am so excited to see where AEW is going to take this, and I'm excited because eventually it's going to light a fire under WWE's ass and it's going to WWE's going to be like we're going to have to switch things up I'm nervous because like a lot of other wrestling fans I feel like this weekend was the end of NXT as we know it now Nick Khan's pretty much uh, confirmed that to us already uh, in an interview with Ariel Hawani saying, you know, over the coming weeks, there's going to be new sets, going to be a brand new look. They're taking things in a whole new direction, but it will still be directed by, led by Triple H. Now, that's not the part that makes me nervous, because I know that there's been a lot of blame put on Triple H, you know, for him, quote-unquote, losing the Wednesday Night War. But if you look at Triple H's track record with NXT, with what he's been able to do with it, he changed public perceptions of NXT, and people started to see it as a third brand, not as a developmental brand. Now, with these new changes coming in, you have to know that these changes are coming from the top. Of course, they're coming from Nick Nick Khan. Of course, they're coming from Vince McMahon. Maybe Kevin Dunn. Who knows? It's just astounding to me 
that in the midst of everything that's going on, they felt NXT needed major changes. Yeah, if there there was any change that needed to be made in NXT, and this is just my personal opinion, so, you know, take it as a grain of salt. My personal opinion, the only thing that needed to be changed about NXT was Vince not paying attention to it. He just needed to not pay attention to it and just let Triple H do his thing. This whole Wednesday Award thing shouldn't have been a war in the first place. But because... I, it could have been Vince McMahon, could have been Vince McMahon and Triple H feeling this way they felt like they had to stick it to AEW but at the end of the day I always knew or I always had a feeling anyway that if it didn't work out NXT was going to be the scapegoat and here we are the end of an era in NXT I cannot wait to see where things are in 10 years, I'm telling you, because this is, it's astounding to me, it really is, it's astounding to me how the higher-ups in WWE can, I mean, just completely ignore optics, nobody was complaining about NXT, that's a, WWE has a serious optics problem, across the board, and I, the guys, I promise, I'm trying to. I'm not going to turn this into a WWE bash fest because I don't. I don't feel like looking at the comments and like, oh, you do, you do No, because if we're going to go there, I need to go ahead and start out by saying, so far, I think, with the exception of WrestleMania, SummerSlam has been the second best pay per view. WWE has put on this year, and I'm saying that ahead of the huge mistake I feel like they felt. And you, and of course, you probably, some of you probably feel the same way. But I feel like WWE has an optics problem. They felt like NXT needed changes made. They felt like Bianca Belair needed to lose to a returning Becky Lynch under 30 seconds I'm so confused somebody make it make sense to me make it make sense I don't understand it's not and trust me AEW is not without its fault I it, to an extent, I'm completely okay with Kenny Omega losing the Impact Championship. I, I'm okay with that because I can. I guess maybe I'm fan, maybe I'm fantasy booking, maybe um, you know just taking a stab in the dark here. I'm okay with Kenny losing, starting to lose his belts if it means he starts going on a downward spiral and it turns into some sort of storyline where he just goes goes nuts because he's losing his titles like I don't want to see depressed Kenny Omega Kenny Omega cannot pull off depressed Baron Corbin can pull off depressed Hangman Adam Page can pull off depressed I do not want to see depressed Kenny Omega because he's losing all his championships I want to see a snap crazy like Joker in the killing joke 
Kenny Omega when he loses his titles. So, to me, it's not an issue of him losing his titles. I have an issue with Kenny Omega losing his title to another AEW star. I feel like if the Impact Championship was going to change hands off of Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega won it from a person on Impact. I believe it was only fair and it only made sense that somebody from Impact win those world championships. This whole Impact AEW partnership that they have going on, it has not benefited benefit the impact of the least. They're, they get, you know, maybe a tick of a bump. You know, from time to time. But, honestly, AEW's not really doing anything for Impact right now. But Impact is doing a whole lot for AEW. And like I said, I don't know if it's the booking, the joint booking, I don't know... I just feel like Impact maybe needs to grow a backbone. I don't want to sound like a dick. I don't. I just think they they need to be more vocal in, hey, this is supposed to be a partnership. You know, we feel like we're, you know, we're helping AEW, but we don't feel like AEW is helping us, us as an Impact. I feel like that needs to be said. I don't. I don't understand why, like nobody's saying anything, and everybody feels like this. Is, it impact is like everything's business as usual, and this is great. You know, even down to the booking decision of Kenny not losing the AAA championship to Andrade El Idolo. Why not? Why not? Triple A was for it. Triple A was the Triple A was good with the, with Adolo winning the title, even though Adolo was an AEW wrestler. But let's be honest, Lucha Libre fans are on another level compared to fans in America. And I'm saying this as an American. Andrade El Adolo can win the Triple A championship still be on AEW and will still be loved by the Mexican fans. So I don't understand why AEW stepped in and said no we want him to have the title for a little we want Kenny to have the title for a little for what I feel like this whole Thanos title thing is run its course. What do we do? But what is there left? I mean apparently if if Ring of Honor, you know, wanted to partner with AEW and wanted Kenny to win the Ring of Honor World Championship, I'm sure that would have happened by now. Of course, if WWE even had a whim of an idea, which we, I think we can all agree that that shit's not going to happen. But, I don't know. Just make it make sense. Like, I got to see Kenny Omega lose his championship, and I got to see him go, like, batshit crazy. Because I think, honestly, I think that'll help. I think that might help. If I see a crazed version of the cleaner, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Sign me up. So we talked about punk. We 
talked about Punk. We talked about Christian Cage winning. Uh, Britt Baker, I mean, good God, what do you say? She's killing it right now. And also, shout out to Red Velvet, because Red Velvet, you know, that gave her a fight. So shout out to Red Velvet. Red Velvet, did, you did your thing, Queen. That was a great show. That was a really great show. On to SummerSlam. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the first thing I'm going to say about the say about it is, can I please not have the Mysterios versus the Usos in any capacity anymore? I'm good. I'm good on the Mysterios versus the Usos. If I got to see Dominic face Jay, or I got to see Jimmy face Ray, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn, turn my TV off, and I'm going to throw my head inside the TV because I cannot take it anymore. My I said we weren't gonna do I said we weren't gonna do it. You guys have to understand how hard this is. <laughs> Trying not to be subjective. Like, because I contrary to popular belief, I do love WWE. I enjoy it. If I didn't like it, I promise you I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. But I do. There are some things that I truly, truly enjoy. But that's just the you ever had that relationship or you ever had a relationship with somebody where like when things are good they are great I mean like you know the communications on point you know you're spending quality time together you're actually enjoying each other's company you know and th- I mean things are great but when things are bad oh my I mean, there's dishes being thrown, there's yelling and screaming in the middle of the night. You know, I am not speaking from experience from all this stuff. Remember, I am. It's none of your business. But, here's my point. I have this love-hate relationship with WWE where it's like, why can't I quit you? Because every time they hold my hopes and they do something where it's like, and this is why I've loved you since I was a kid. And then, you know, a perfect example. You know what, guys? I'll give you the perfect example. We're talking SummerSlam, right? So, of course, Bianca Belair, uh, Bianca Belair, Becky comes out, says, let's tear the house down. And, like, under 30 seconds later, she's won the SmackDown Women's Championship. What in the hell? I'm not mad at Becky coming back. I don't even know if that was... I'm not sure which one. I don't know if Becky was... The, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Becky was the surprise that was the last minute thing. I'm pretty sure Brock, that was already lined up. Becky Lynch, I think, was the throw-in because Sasha, you know, couldn't make the match. So I get it. I get it. Fine. Punk came back. You guys feel like you got to get a big pop? Boom. Throw Becky in the mix. Fine. There. Get it. Why, in heaven's name, did you decide to beat Bianca? 
up like that. There were 500 different scenarios they could have gone. They could have had Selena and Vega and Carmella come out. Come out to try to jump uh, Bianca. Next thing you know, doom. Oh, I'm that, the place would have went nuts the exact same way that they went nuts when they first heard her music. She walks down to the ring and says, "You know, it's, it's you, I'm not going to do the accent. I want to do the accent so bad, but I'm not going to do the accent. But you two are the reason why I'm back because I'm tired." Of little cats like you that come beyond the way, little alley cats trying to jump on what they perceive are the weak link. Bianca Belair is one of the hardest working women in WWE right now, next to me. And we're gonna show you why. Because we're gonna tag team and we're gonna blow the house down and we're gonna kick your asses. They have the match. Bianca does most of the work because maybe Becky's not, you know, Becky's not fully ring ready. You know, Bianca does most of the work. You know, Becky comes in, puts on the disarmor. Match is over. You know, Becky, you know, uh, Becky and Bianca, you know, look at each other shaking hands. Bianca goes to turn around, but Becky holds her hand for a minute. And says, just to let you know, coming for you and my title can you imagine that can you imagine like how much of a build like what they could have done with that and I'm saying now all that to say I hated that I hated that part of the show but when I saw Edge come out from under the floor in a ring of fire in the brood music. <sighs> it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, WWE, I forgive you. It's like, oh, it's so irritating. It's like, you do stuff that I, that it just annoys the life out of me, but then you do stuff that is so awesome. It's like, okay, I'm going to remember that for and that's the love and hate relationship that I have with WWE. And I feel like I'm not the only one that feels like that. But I also know and fully aware that there are those people that agree with me. And that is fine. It's okay. You don't have to agree on anything. Just don't be an asshole to me just because you don't disagree. That's all I'm saying. Good Lord. God, I mean, what else did we have? We had Rollins and... Rollins and Edge. I mean, my God, that, to me, that stole the show. They put on such a great match. From now on, I feel like after that match, Rollins can't even get mad at being called Edge Light. Can't be mad about it. Can't be mad about it at all. I mean, come on. It's like looking in a friggin' mirror. I mean, not so much aesthetically, but you know, just the style, you know, just the style in which they wrestled and the story they told. It was like, come on. Be edge light. It's okay. Don't, don't, don't be so offended by it. I thought it was such a very, I thought it was such, such a 
great match. That, to me, was match of the night. It really was. Damian Priest won the United States Championship. That's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty awesome. Uh, just to see, you know, how far Damian Priest has gone. I knew he had star power in NXT. So, to see him put on that kind of a match with the likes of Sheamus, who is, I mean, an, a solid worker in his own right. Those guys put on a very hard-hitting, entertaining match. And, uh, God, I hope, I hope, please, just give him a meaningful reign, guys. Just give him a chance. Like, let him work it. Let's see what happens. But that was also a great match. RK Bro, new tag team champions. That that's pretty good too. I want to see how far they're gonna go with that. Like, just let just let Randy and Riddle just let them put stuff together. Give them a little bit of creative freedom. You know, I want to see like the next reiteration of um uh Pete Dunn and Riddle. You know, what they had in NXT, you know, I, that I thought was really entertaining. I want to see that too. Just to see. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought it was great. Uh Lashley versus <laughs> Lashley versus Goldberg. Uh I wrote down in my notes. I said Decent match with a really shitty end. Cause I hated the ending. And You mean to tell me this guy could beat Brock Lesnar and The Fiend with three spears? And that's all it takes. Bobby Lashley works his leg a little bit, and all of a sudden, Bill Goldberg can't stand up. Don't give me no contest on a pay-per-view. Don't give me a no contest on one of your four major pay-per-views. And ah, I get it. You guys want to stretch your story out, but I don't really I don't understand or see why. Nobody really asked for Goldberg. I don't... I was about to say I don't see Goldberg as to draw, but I mean, obviously, Gold, when you... When you hear that crowd, when this music comes on, when you hear them, you know, when he comes out, you know, through the sparklers and stuff, it's obviously, you know, people love to see him, but, God, come on, build your stars, man, build your stars, Uh, that ended up with Bobby Lashley, I guess, accidentally, (laughs) You know, putting Bill Goldberg's kid in the hurt lock. He's like 15 years old. Like, I, I feel like Bobby should should have been arrested. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you didn't know, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be that you should not be held responsible for harming a child. I guess, but 
alright, I guess it extends the storyline, we'll go with it. This will probably happen at Crown Jewel, and let's hope Goldberg doesn't kill anybody, or almost kill anybody this time around. Then you got Roman Reigns and John Cena. This one, I didn't think this was going to be as good as good a match as it was, because only because I thought it was going to be a good match up till Friday night when Roman decides to say, "Well, maybe you know, if you win." I'll leave WWE. Oh, yeah, because we can absolutely believe that John Cena is going to win, and you're just going to, you being the most popular wrestler in WWE right now, you're just going to leave. Right. Okay. Nonetheless, I, I still it, it put on a they put on a really really good match. Um, I it got the same hard hitting feel from it that I got from uh, Priest and Sheamus. But at the end of the day, they they put on a really good match. I really I get so frustrated when I hear people say Roman can't work. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Roman is an amazing worker. Does I mean does he have all the flashy moves and stuff? No, he does not. But every time Roman Reigns is in the ring, he puts on a show. So I get frustrated when, when I hear people say that Roman can't work. But they did. They put on a really good show. Because there were a couple of times where I was like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you, are you really telling me that John Cena is about to win? I, I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of times like that. But ultimately, Roman Reigns wins and... and Brock Lesnar shows up. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, I don't know. I expected, Be- I don't know why I expected Becky Lynch to come back, but I was not expecting Brock. I don't know why, but I just was not expecting that. So, I was fully like, oh, crap. And then, you know, he comes out and <laughs> I love Paul Heyman. I swear I love Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is amazing. He really it's like his facial expressions is like <laughs> his expression was like he got you know he's he wasn't supposed to have friends over he wasn't supposed to have friends over in the house and you know he has his best friend over and they're hanging out and then next thing you know his dad comes home early <laughs> And he's just like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. I'm in so much trouble. And like, I know this match has happened before, but given this new dynamic with Roman Reigns being the trouble truth and apparently Brock being face and then throwing in Heyman in the middle of it, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't wait to see where this goes because this looks really, really, really fun. I, that's probably going to be for Crown Georgia. I why would you guys why would you put on these matches for Saudi Arabia I get they pay you got crazy money but good grief I mean is the viewership really that I mean 
with Mansoor, you like you could tell WWE they obviously have a presence in India, you know, all the way back from, you know, Jinder winning the world championship, you know, Mansoor's undefeated record. So they have a presence in India, but I'm like, is it really to the point where you're giving away, because you're giving away these matches, like, I guess it makes sense if you don't have these matches, put them with the old timers around the time of Saudi Arabia, they get their payday, you you know, I, I guess you're not burying new stars in Saudi Arabia, which I uh, well, it's not like they haven't done it before, <coughs> fiend, but I guess but each time they rely on the part-timers, the more shine that the new stars don't get, so it's kind of frustrating but all in all I thought it was a great show, I did I, I really did enjoy myself watching it, except for that hiccup of Bianca Belair. That's really the only bothersome thing that I have about it. That and the, you know, Mysterious Usos fighting for the 45 minutes and a half time. Other than that, I thought SummerSlam was a great show. And then last night, you had NXT TakeOver, the end of an era. This was, you know, this was an awesome day. This was what this was just your typical awesome takeover. It really was. It was so good. Uh, started out with Cameron Grimes and uh, LA Knight for the Million Dollar Championship. It was so good to see Cameron Grimes finally get his due. He deserved, like, I've been waiting for him to see it, especially, you know, since he had, you know, got the gimmick and became a millionaire, you know, got that fire entrance song. You know, I've been waiting for him to get his shine. And so it's like to see him get it tonight. Like, I would, I hope the million dollar man kind of stays with him to be his manager because I know as long as, I know as long as the million dollar man is, his, is in his corner, the million dollar championship is going to stay relevant. I think it's going to stay relevant with Cameron Grimes anyway because I think. While the Million Dollar Championship elevates Cameron Grimes, I also feel like Cameron Grimes elevates the Million Dollar Championship. And just given the gimmick and how committed he is, you know, how committed he is in it, I hope, like, this gimmick, like, stays over for a really long time. I really do. So, good on Cameron Grimes, you know, for becoming the Million Dollar Champion. Shout out to you, big dog. Um... What was that Raquel Gonzalez? Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I saw this coming. I I knew that Raquel is going to be the face of the women's NXT. I see Dakota Kai. I see Dakota Kai going up. She needs to. I that kind of I feel like she's done everything that she can in NXT. I really feel like with Dakota Kai talent, if they push her. I think she's one of those people that will really surprise, you know, really surprise a lot of people on the NXT, uh, from the NXT roster going up on the main roster. She's one of the people that could really surprise you and could really go far if they book her right. So, but Raquel Gonzalez retains. She's still a women's champion, deservedly so. I think she's been a great champion so far. She's been great. 
Uh, I think she needs to title for a very long I think, you know, she should have a very long title reign, you know, just to establish that dominance for, like, you know, when Raquel is ready for the main roster. Like, keep that, keep it going, because they messed up with Asuka's undefeated streak. That made me mad. Like, keep Raquel on this crazy winning streak as champion and keep that going all the way like into her main roster into her first Wrestlemania and then keep her have her like have her lose on you know on one of the four pay-per-views just not Wrestlemania or if it's long enough you know and you're and you're building somebody else up to be a star you know that's on the same level as her if then on a Wrestlemania you want to go ahead and have her pin to build up a new star well fine that works you know, I don't think, you know, at that point, it's not really going to take any shine off Raquel. But really, like, when Raquel's ready, like, I can't wait to see what she does in the main roster. That's going to be oh, awesome. And we got Dragunov versus Volter. Man, another, I feel like that was another five-star match. I really do. I, they, and it's just my personal opinion, but they put on two five-star matches. Watching Walter tap, that I was, I mean, my mouth was open for literally five minutes. I think a bug blew my mouth. <laughs> my mouth was open that long that I just seeing Walter tap and the story behind it, you know, saying he wanted, you know, Dragon All said he wanted his son to wake up and see. And his dad was, you know, WWE UK champion. And, you know, just seeing that celebration, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. It really was. And, uh, Adam Cole, oh, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, back to Raquel. Back to Raquel and Dakota. After that match, Kaylee Ray comes out. So that seems to be. That seems to be the next move. Uh, Kaylee Ray is probably the next challenger up for uh, Raquel Gonzalez's NXT Women's Championship. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was dragging off and Volter five star match. Like they can fight forever. <laughs> I mean, with that, like they could, like they could make that a best of seven for fuck's sake. God, that was such a great match. And then you had Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. One last time. The undisputed finale. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I, this was a really good match. Uh, the first two match, I loved their first match. Their second match was okay. This one, I, they brought out all the old tricks. And even some new stuff, but it just didn't keep me as much as the first or even the second match did. It just didn't. It couldn't keep me. And so, while I did like, I, you know, I liked how they set it up. I liked how they set up the finish and everything. I think it went exactly how it was supposed to go. Uh, Kyle Riley did need to, he needed this one because I, my belief is that they are going to set him up to be the face. My prevailing theory is that Adam Cole is going to leave NXT and in so facto also leave a uh, 
WWE as a whole, and I believe he is going to go to All Elite Wrestling. But that's just my theory. If anybody else has a theory, you can go ahead and hit me up on Facebook, Eric Big Grizz Billups. Uh, you can also hit me up on Instagram, lineage underscore of underscore excellence. And, uh, of course, you can hear uh, the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast on all your major uh, podcast outlets, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, anywhere you find it. If you listen to podcasts, if you type in the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast, nine times out of ten, you're going to find it. So, on to our main event of TakeOver 36. So, Mola Joe versus Karrion Cross. I saw the writing on the wall. I kind of knew I kind of knew that uh, Samoa Joe was going to win only because I know Karrion Cross is about to go to the main roster. I like the fact that Samoa Joe is going to be the champion because if they are going in this direction of uh, you know bringing in younger, fresher talent and, you know, getting away, you know, getting away from, you know, you know, hiring people straight off the indies. If you're going to do that, then you need a veteran presence as your champion, you know, for the younger, for the younger guys and gals to learn from. And I think Samoa Joe, you know, is the perfect, I, I mean, out of everybody in there, Samoa Joe would be the perfect person for that based off his, his experience alone. And then obviously, as you can tell right now, Joe can still work at a high level. So, if this was the end of the NXT as we know it, well, hell. At least they went out the right way. And they've got a good guy as champion. And uh, he can help, you know, bring in this new era of NXT. And hopefully it's, you know, something that fans can get behind. Because if it's, you know, if it's not to the fans' liking, it. I don't know if NXT as we, you know, NXT as a being will exist. And I hope, and if that is the case, I hope it's not put on Triple H because I highly doubt it would be Triple H's fault. If anything, there's going to be too many WWE heads that are getting the final say instead of Triple H. But apparently he's supposed to be the head, so we will see how that goes. Uh, excited week of wrestling coming up this week. We got Raw coming on tonight. Uh, Tuesday, we have NXT. Uh, see if we get any of those, you know, new, you know, either those new look or those new sets or, you know, hell, maybe even new rules. Uh, Wednesday, we have Dynamite. Thursday, we have Impact. Friday, we have SmackDown and AEW Rampage. So, you are going to get your daily dose of wrestling somewhere, but wherever you find it, just make sure you enjoy it and don't let anybody rain on your fun. This is wrestling. We all adults. For the most part, some of us know how to, you know, differentiate reality from fantasy. But if you don't, seek help. Please. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I am out of here. Out of, out of, after this whole weekend, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to take a nap. Um, probably not, because I hate sleeping during the day. I hate sleeping during the day. So, honestly, I'm probably not going to go to sleep. I'm probably just going to, you know, do my research, you know, for Raw later on. I'll be doing a recording for, you know, a Raw pre-show. 
everybody, if you're listening, I, I record this on um, Spotify Green Room. And so if at any point you guys want to jump in, you know, jump in and listen to this, you know, listen to these talks live, go ahead and sign up for Spotify Green Room. It's free. Look for me, Eric Big Grizz Billups. That's how you'll be able to find me. And uh, click on my icon and, you know, just give me a little gem. You know, give me a little gem. Show me some love, you know, if you like what I'm saying now. Not that one. Okay, I'm just going to show you. I mean, it's hard. But I'm out of here, guys. Uh, Check you guys later. I hope you and guys enjoy your wrestling during the week. And until later tonight, I will see you guys tomorrow. The Big Grizz is out. Later.